0: Goodbye in person to his longtime coach. But Bill Belichick said he wasn't available.
1: I like his consistency, but I don't like that the consistency stays for Tom Brady. Tom Brady is different, man. That's the problem. This is a, Tom Brady is just different. Regardless to what you think, it's Tom Brady. Brady. G.J. and Max.
0: And on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered.
2: Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend.
0: Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill.
1: Check it out, Joe.
0: Well, did you
3: see what happened over at UW? Wow. Offensive coordinator was fired last week and now head coach Jimmy Lake suspended without pay for the Arizona state game as he punched a player, one of his players on the sideline. Hmm. Interesting. You can get upset, get frustrated. I, you've seen coaches grab players from the back of, you know, the helmets and things of that nature. That is, uh, probably not. One of the things you want to do. Hey, he's wearing a face mask and a helmet. Uh Yeah, so we'll see. We'll hear from Jordan, the intern here, uh, in a little bit. If he wants to call in and give us a couple of questions of the day. Getting some pretty good responses, for sure, on game balls and things answering what you thought of the game yesterday, of course. Saints going down 27-25 to the Falcons. Ugh, stinks. I can't even say it. Trevor Simeon, Rodolfo, getting the game ball. At least he met the expectations. I thought Trevor Simeon played well. I mean, I from what you would want, right? Pat on the back, crowd noise. I saw a lot of that. Um He thought it could have been better, but not much to cheer about until mid-fourth of fourth quarter. Again, when you're having penalties, you're having third and longs, the receivers are dropping it. You heard the crowd boo several times and then cheer loudly when they, uh... <laughs> Actually caught a ball. Well, he's got a list, by the way, with Olfo. Who needs to sit next to coach? Sean Payton, run Ingram. Two-point plays. Didn't care for him. I didn't care for him either. Offensive line, wide receivers, tight end. Marcus Williams again (laughs) tackling and Matt Ryan. Tackling Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan looked 10 years younger, and he was unsackable. I don't even know if that's a word. Morgan on Twitter, the Titans play like the dang Hulk on defense. They gave, they have that tough tenacity that we completely lost yesterday. They will laugh in our face if we show up like we did yesterday. Again, the thing that's aggravating me the most is you saw it in the fourth quarter. That's your Saints team. In two of the last three home games, you hadn't seen it. That's the thing that really bothers me. 800 1003 Here's head coach, Sean Payton. On the loss.
4: Look, obviously, um, it's a tough way to lose a game. Tip your hat to Atlanta. I thought um, they played better than us today. Um, I told our players, you know, you can focus more on the result of that game. And as a coach... Our jobs are to focus more on what caused the result. And we're not doing – we didn't do enough things well today. Um, That always bothers you as the coach because you're you're wanting to see your performance be more consistent, better. But uh, too many penalties, too many long-yardage situations. We put ourselves behind the the eight ball a number of times on offense in the first half. You know, we finally put together a few drives – at the end of the game, um, you know, we, we didn't do the things that winning teams do consistently, uh, in our league, and we've got to get that cor- corrected. We've got to do a better job coaching. It starts with me, uh, being more consistent. Some areas, our third down numbers now, two, three weeks in a row have been just average of best, and, uh, and we kind of go from there, but it, you know, it is what it is.
3: Stinks. The Smasher on the on deck circle Jordan, the intern chiming in quickly, sir, to give us our questions of the day, and I'll get your take, and we'll go to the Smasher. What you got, Jordan?
5: Yeah, we have two questions of the day. We usually do this after a Saints game day. Saints fans, give us your game ball pat on the back, and we need to have a seat next to Coach Falcons mm-hmm. over the Saints 25, 27 to twenty-five, and the other question of the day: Sean Payton was nine to middle. On who will start at the quarterback position next week, what do you think will happen at the quarterback position? It's a full question. Four responses that you can choose from. Keeping the Titans guessing. It's safe time. Stick with Trevor. Don't care. Make a catch. And leading the way, uh you could probably guess it. Don't care. Just make a catch. At 37%.
3: <laughs> I saw that. Well, I mean, quite honestly, again, I know Tayser can bring you certain things, but it, it, it really, honestly, is not going to matter. Let me tell you something. What do you, what what do you make of the fact that this team hasn't come out the way they should in two of their three games this year at home?
5: I mean, it kind of goes back to what we've been saying the past couple of years, Gus. I mean, is it really a dome field advantage anymore? I mean, it just doesn't seem like there's that big of an advantage when they play at home.
3: Mm-hmm. I know.
5: So I know. Uh, I don't, I don't know what it is, but kind of just going to my point, I mean, to answer one of the questions of the day, I, I'm going to give the game ball to Trevor Simeon. He put the ball right on the money where it needed to be every time he was out on the field, and the receivers just couldn't catch. I saw a bunch of people on Twitter kind of calling for Sean Payton's you know, head after the, the, the Trevor Simeon fumble. And like I heard you say earlier, what, what did you want the guy to do? The O-line just completely collapsed on him. And if Jason Hill was in there, he would have been the one in the football. And you would have heard, well, why was Jason Hill even in the game?
3: Um, uh, yeah, right, so well. right.
5: I mean,
3: again, here's Teron Armstead on that play.
1: Uh, just a really bad set, really bad set angle. Uh, read it wrong. Just really didn't put myself in position to win that snap. Uh, completely on me. 100% on me. Just a terrible rep. Again, I, I don't know
3: what you would have liked. I mean, that is your all everything left tackle. I just, the, the line didn't play well, man. Bottom line, period. It it just, and I don't get it. It's at home. It's at home, Jordan. Anyway, um, buddy, we'll chime in with you again in the two o'clock hour. Got Rafael Esparza and Daniel Sallerson, the next two guests. When I get to the smasher, thanks for the phone calls. And again, go check out Jordan's questions of the day at ESPN Radio Nolan, go give him a follow on Twitter at J.D. Kleber. We'll chat with you next hour, Jordan.
5: Appreciate it. Talk to you later.
3: All right, buddy. The Smasher, what you got for me today on the Sports Hangover, bud?
1: Hi, Gus. Uh, I've been listening to you, too. I've I heard you all on WWL back in the day, but this is my first time actually having a chance to call in. Oh, nice. All right. Um, I'm I'm thinking like this, all right. Mm -hmm. I don't think Trevor Didn't play a bad game. I'm like with everything you're saying. Sure. We had too many drops. All right. I was listening to it on the road driving his truck. We should have just kept running the ball. I don't care if we were down to the fifth string running back. If they can't stop the run, pound him into submission. Now, coming away from that, Peyton is not knowing whether or not he's gonna go with Taysom or playing, you know, poker face or whatever, but let's say this. If they decided to go with Tate, how about this? We run almost like uh almost like a wing team. I see yeah. a lot of that with the motion and around of like let's say a back. If we put Kamara in that position for a constant motion, uh, mm-hmm. eye candy, window dressing, whatever you want to call it, Ingram as the eye back, but without the fullback, have the tight end, and of course uh, another receiver or two, uh, where we will still have the capability to come off of that, that, that motion, look, you know, almost a triple option, but still be able to pass short to tight end or, you know, drags cross the middle, anything, but to be able to take advantage of our strength, which is run blocking with the offensive line, and of course pace still be left as another threat for, you know, making the defense have to play disciplined and, and stay, you know, on your assignment versus keying in on it and you know, running the risk of, of one of these three guys who could each be a ball carrier busting loose. And, I, I mean, with that said, if the Saints did that, it would be like, for instance, I remember when Baltimore uh, first got Lamar Jack and uh, uh, the big guy, I forget the same, uh, was still a quarterback. The Saints played in that game or played Baltimore that game where right. Lamar came in his first, his first game. True. And, Baltimore, they didn't, like, they weren't all the way like an offense designed for Lamar at the time. He was kind of improvising everything, but since then, everything has been detailed to him in his strength, and they've committed to it. Now, of course, we're not necessarily actually saying to commit towards the future with Tate, but as of right now, if you do that, and with the weapons you have at your disposal, commit to that idea of, forcing the defense to play on it. And right. I
3: think that we can do it with, with the personnel we have. Look, here's the thing, too, to your point. Um, Drew Brees, back during the you know Zurich Classic, said it then. If you commit the offense to a player like that, he thinks he can succeed in the NFL. And you wonder, with nine games left, that you say, look, we're just going to go with that sort of style of offense and how to do it? Even last year in it starts with Taysom Hill, um, he was still sort of running plays that benefited him, but for the most part, the offense they're sort of used to. Now, can you do that mid season? Um, I don't know. Do you see more of him? I don't know. I just I, I I I like I said, if I'm Sean Payton, there's two things that are staring at me that are just not going to change. The consistency from that skill position level, right? I mean I like I saw it in the fourth quarter. Can I depend on that? And especially against these good teams coming up, and you're going to face a physical Titans team. Physical at the corner, they're going to play man. They're going to—I mean—they're going to bully you if they're having trouble getting open against other guys and making catches with people around them. What do what do you think is going to happen this week? So you almost wonder if Sean says to your point, we're going to do RPOs. We're going to—you know—you got to decide. Whoever is in the backfield, it's either going to be Ingram or it's going to be Camara along with Taysom. Who you got? And I, and like I said, I don't even think it's really about how Trevor played. I think he played fine. I think he actually could start the rest of the season. The only thing that makes me say, I wonder if he goes Taysom. It's cause you literally have an undependable group of skill players catching the ball tight end and receivers right now.
1: Absolutely.
3: We'll see what happens. Man. I'm bummed. <laughs> I'm bummed, Smash. <laughs> it's the Falcons, man. Uh, you can't lose to that man, team. Man. You can't lose to that team. Like, of all the teams throughout the year. Like, even if it's the Bucks and they lose, it's Tom Brady. Everyone loves to – it's Brady this and Brady that. You can't lose to the Falcons.
1: But well, how do uh. you give up that slate? How do you give up that play? If I have if a theory have to as to why play that play
3: was given up. I'm waiting for Maddie. She's supposed to be looking at the film for me right now. I need to know who had that cover zone over there. Because Malcolm Jenkins said yesterday was cover three. So you should have three defensive backs from left to right. Somebody in the middle and somebody on the left and the right side. Who had that side? Just need to know. Anybody got a photo of it? Anybody? I'd love to know. I have a theory as to who I think is up there, but I I need proof. Anyway, Smasher, thank you for the phone call.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate
3: it. Yeah, man. Thanks for listening and appreciate you finally calling in, man. Um, Here's Malcolm Jenkins on the need to, of course,
2: be more consistent. I mean, if you, you know, all things considered, we've had an interesting first half of the season. I think we've competed. Um, well, I think we've shown ourselves that when we execute, we can play with anybody. Um, and so the biggest thing for us uh, that, that I say we don't like is the inconsistency. Um, and, and we're a team that doesn't make excuses. We don't care about what's going on outside of the game, who's on the field or whatever. Um, and so for us, if we want to, you know, be the team that we want, we've got to figure out how to continually be uh, consistent, even obviously when there's going to be some adverse situations that's going to come. we got to be ready for it and, and, and come out more, more on the winning end of it been on a losing
3: 998 8099810003 one final thing again against Sean Payton earlier today non-committal as to who would be the starter and he also said when it comes to OBJ they can't put in a claim because they're on the money salary cap thing and then he said at the end of it we wouldn't talk about that regardless but he started out the answer by saying look it can't put it in 7 mil a lot of people believe he'll go through waivers this year Or today, which means tomorrow, then he could sign with whoever he wants. And already yesterday, those reports came out. Don't you claim them if you're a bad team. He says he wants to go to a winning team and a playoff contender. Sports Hangover continues next with Rafael Esparza.
5: my friends, it's Dana DiFran Fran here. Just wanted to reach out to you that I and Golden Motors are here and ready to help you take care of you and your family's vehicle needs. We have new inventory arriving daily. Check us out 24-7 at goldenmotors.com. Give us a call at 985-325-1000 or stop by and let myself or one of our awesome team members take care of you and get one last worry off your shoulders. Always remember, price is priority.
0: Welcome back. We've missed you. We know it's been tough. Because rebuilding your business isn't for the faint of heart. Your business needs a jump start. And we're here to help. Introducing Surge, Symmetrical Speed Fiber Internet from ETEL Business. Revved up data speeds at 30% off, plus three months free. We're glad you're back, and we're here to make your business Surge. ETEL Business. Offer valid on three-year contract for two or more business services.
6: Medications can be scary sometimes, but necessary for our health and well-being. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy's staff are trained in finding you the lowest cost available on your medications. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options. Patients who take their medications as prescribed have better health outcomes. Stop by one of our pharmacies today, located in Rouse's Supermarket on Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Experience
3: the history at the Destrehan Plantation Fall of It this weekend from 9 till 4. Then shop till you drop with our art and craft vendors. See our authentic 1840 Mule Barn filled with antique treasures. Enjoy the Cajun Creole Food Park, children's activities, period craft demonstrations, and live music Saturday featuring Kayla Woodson followed by Ray Foray and Foray Tradition and Sunday's Kevin Gallage followed by Buckwheat Zydeco. So take a step back into history at the Destrehan Plantation Fall Event, 13034 River Road in Destrehan.
6: Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment
2: that brings down the house.
0: Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN1003.com.
3: Rafael Esparza spent last week back over in Vegas, caught a nice fight. Now, arrived just in time to watch it. Did you see a celebratory train of hotard buses on a chartered flight by the time you landed yesterday? That would be the Atlanta Falcons heading home victoriously.
2: Uh, no, but uh, the airport was buzzing uh, when I landed about there. I thought it was kind of a joke because uh, I just didn't – I forgot to turn my phone on when I landed. So I, mm-hmm. uh, I was catching up on Netflix as I was uh, – stuff like that. But so it was a joke. But, I mean, that's how football was this weekend. Uh, if you look at uh, the uh, on Saturday, South Carolina beating Florida. We mm-hmm. also we saw some upsets. Purdue winning against Michigan State. So it didn't shock me that uh, – the Saints winning their uh, Super Bowl game last week, beating Tampa Bay, and then laying a complete egg as I rewatched the game uh, uh last night. Uh, it, it was comedy. I thought I was watching Comedy Central and not the game.
3: Let me ask you something. This is what you do. This is your job here when you prognosticate taking bets and all that. Th- this is yesterday, and it's kind of been the trend this season, right? Falcons won on the road. Browns won on the road. Broncos won on the road. Patriots won on the road. Chargers won on the road. Cardinals won on the road. Titans won on the road. It was easily two-thirds of the league yesterday. The road teams won. What gives?
2: Uh, I keep on saying it's just bad parity in in the NFL. I mean, uh, sometimes I think these big games, let's say Buffalo, did they really practice hard this week knowing that they thought they can just go to Jacksonville and just put their jerseys on and automatically get a W? No, uh, I just I think the Saints maybe had the same thing, even though it was a big rivalry game. But if you kind of look at what happened yesterday, the Falcons was probably not even the top five upset uh, of the day. Uh, so it, uh, you just put, it, put your hats on and uh, just look at the betting board and say, wow, no wonder why uh, the books cleaned up yesterday and uh, I had a nice, probably hopefully nice bonus check coming my way.
3: Mm, I hear you. Uh, of the games yesterday, that really surprised and shocked you, was it the the, the Bills and Jags? I mean, how how does that happen?
2: Yeah, I would think that one would be the biggest one. Uh, And I would think the the Dallas Cowboys laying like a complete egg at home, knowing that the heart and soul of the Denver Broncos got traded to the Rams. Uh, And that's just uh, the heart and soul of the defense. I thought the face of the Denver Broncos right now gets traded. You figure the Cowboys were probably going to blow them out and then it was complete opposite. So I would say it's going to be between those two: Broncos Teddy, Two Gloves, uh, or the Jaguars. Uh, I think those two have to be the biggest two upsets.
3: Um, one of the things that I thought was interesting was in that Browns and Bengals game. Afterwards, you, you got a sense of almost relief, huh? For, from from the Browns players, Baker's like, "Look, I'm worried about my teammates." Here's uh, Kevin Stefanski on how his team handled it.
4: Our guys are pros, and and in this game there are going to be things that come up week to week uh, that that you have to address and deal with and and move on, and that's what we did. And I felt like the focus was there all week. Why does it almost feel like a weight was
3: lifted off of the Browns' shoulders there?
2: It probably was just because of the negativity throughout the whole locker room of the situation, how they handled it. But I just, I mean, Odell had one good season in the with the Giants, and I think that's why his plug. I mean, that's why people are like, oh, Julio Jones going to Tennessee. Give him Super Bowl. Julio Jones is always hurt. Odell Beckham always hurt. I don't understand mm-hmm. why people are lining up uh, to sign uh, uh, those kind of guys when they're not completely healthy. I just don't understand. I mean, and then why would you want to bring that kind of, Negative press. I don't understand reading all these Saints guys that are Saints uh, people on Twitter that want Odell Beckham to come to the Saints. Why would you want that kind of negativity in in that kind of a locker room? But I, but I think you need that kind of a locker room, like the Saints Rams, that's, to be that's to a defensive right. locker room to maybe check this guy intact and maybe he can do something positive.
3: Did you think he gets claimed, or do you think yeah. he's thrown enough um, warning signs to teams to not? pick him up and with that seven million dollars um maybe teams just wait to see if he doesn't get claimed because he's pretty much warned the you know Jags Texans Dolphins don't even think about it
2: I think a defensive present team a defense present locker room was was signed him up and I'm going to put the Saints in there because I think the defense holds that locker room Uh, even when Drew Brees was there I think the locker room is always a defensive locker room I think the Patriots uh, a defensive side of the locker room. I think the Rams. You're trying to tell me Donald and, and, and Von Miller are not going to check this guy at the door and say, "Hey, you know what? Pipe it down. This is our team." Uh, and then he's going to be like, "Yes, sir." So where's the money? Have him going. Uh, Saints was early, but a lot of money were coming out in. our our uh, Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, mm-hmm. uh, Patriot money coming in today. So uh, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens.
3: Aaron Rodgers coming back this weekend. Russell Wilson, there's video from the Seahawks of his finger being, uh, you know, the, the, the cast is coming off. So he's expected to play this weekend. But when you take a look at quarterbacks really in this league and the importance of those guys, especially those two, man, uh, what's the feeling and mood when it came to Rodgers this weekend? A, a lot of people, I mean, lost endorsements on Friday and Saturday by going on the McAfee show and you know, kind of saying he's taking horse tranquilizer. I mean, just very odd. All I'm saying is this, Raphael. If the Saints get penalized for celebrating in their own home locker room without a mask last season, something better happen to the Packers for not being forthright with uh non-vaccination thing.
2: I agree. I I think – I think some players probably maybe were on his side all summer are probably backing off from his side now. Because if I was him and if I was a guy that maybe was on the fence of getting vaccinated but I still wanted to pay and, and still wanted to get paid, I am gonna. I got needled. Why didn't this guy get needled? Why didn't this guy get penalized? So, yeah, I think he lost probably a couple guys in that locker room for this uh, circus that he did.
3: Real quickly on the fisticuffs, and then we'll get on to Monday night football game here. Um I saw over the weekend couple fights and in particular just basically a lot of people kind of claiming that there's just I mean, there's a champion there that's just really really good and you kind of wonder really if anybody's going to sort of feel that you know Can, Can-, Can- Canelo is um kind of with his place in history.
2: Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what he does. It's not like where is he going to go? What weight class can he go? I think he goes up, unless he fights Triple G again at 168, but Triple G has a, a fight in December. Uh, I, I think that's probably the next, next place is he goes up a weight class and maybe tries to conquer that. Uh, the fight was interesting. I didn't think Plant was going to hang around there where Plant showed some really good defense in the fight, but I just think he knew that the power in the middle of the rounds in the championship Browns Canelo was, uh, was going to finish it, which he did. But it's going to be very interesting to see what Canelo does if he moves up in weight class or does he fight uh, a triple uh, triple G for that trilogy. I don't think he's going to fight uh, uh, Jake Paul or, or Usman from UFC. I saw Usman try to uh, throw body shots in the octagon uh, on Saturday and, and Canelo would, would crush him into next week. Uh, I think he moves up in weight.
3: I had to double-check this, but this came out a couple days ago, and I just had not a chance to talk to you about it. Jake Paul's next fight, right? That's coming up uh December 18th in Tampa. One of the undercards is former NBA All-Star point guard Darren Williams. No opponent's been set yet, but apparently D. Will's, you know, he's 37 now, but apparently, per the report, he's trained for years in mixed martial arts, uh, is... Uh, owns a stake in a Dallas Fortis MMA gym, and apparently he's going to be trained by a pretty good head coach as well. I mean, I, did you see this coming? Have you heard kind of this?
2: I have. I, I, There's about a handful of fighters that I think they're trying to get, uh, so that's why they haven't announced one. But I did not know he was uh, tr- being trained uh, by one of the top trainers. In both boxing and MMA, but uh, mm-hmm. I read that story too, and it kind of blew me away on how I didn't know he was uh, that well int- intrigued with MMA and training and stuff like that. So I guess I give my hats off to him. A lot of these ex-athletes don't know what to do when they retire or stuff like that. So my hats off to this guy.
3: Okay, Bears and Steelers. It's gonna either be an entertaining game or. <sighs>
2: <laughs> like, well, like... I agree.
3: <laughs> Pittsburgh's a seven-point favorite. I, I don't. Uh, do I take the points here? What am I doing?
2: I'm just glad that I have to uh, put numbers and start working in college basketball because there's 86 college basketball games tomorrow. tomorrow so I'll yeah. be doing a lot. I'll be doing a lot, uh, a lot of other stuff while I'm listening to the game. I say take the Bears plus the seven because I mean I know Pittsburgh has rung off three in a row. Uh, had a nice, impressive win. Uh, last week, but I didn't think too high. I thought the Steelers should have been like a uh, five or six points uh, favorite. Seven, I think it's a tad too too much. So i say take the plus seven. But, boy, again, I'll be doing a lot of college basketball research because, again, 86 games tomorrow. Jeez.
3: That is a ton. Uh, Early favorite right now
2: for Final Four. Early, early favorite. I mean, I, I finally saw my Chicago Cubs and your Chicago Cubs finally win a World Series. I'm, I can still cry right now just thinking about it. I would love to see the Gonzaga Bulldogs just once. Really? Nets. Just once. I would like to see them cut down the nets because If you kind of think of it, it's kind of cool. I mean, a, a small school back in the 80s, finally making some noise in the 90s in college hoops and now getting better recruits than Duke, Kentucky. I would like to see them just once cut down the nets. So going into
3: tomorrow, the AP Top 25, Gonzaga 1, UCLA 2, Kansas 3, Villanova 4, Texas 5, Michigan 6, Purdue 7, Baylor 8, Duke 9, Kentucky 10. You know, it's interesting. What was it Uh, that Calipari didn't like zero NBA guys last year, right?
2: Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I think Kentucky uh waxes Duke tomorrow. I, I, there's a reason why Coach K is, <laughs> is leaving. I, I just don't <laughs> think he's getting the players. Okay. Like he used to, I, I think uh, Kentucky puts a beating. on. don't sleep uh, on some small on some schools. St. Bonaventure this year. Don't sleep on them. Loyola Chicago. Don't sleep on them this year. There's just a lot of interesting schools that I think it's gonna make some uh some make some noise. Creighton, I think it's gonna have they a the nice recruiting class. The Richmond Spiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so uh, college basketball, it's my favorite. I love watching me some college hoops. All
3: right, well, let's get started with uh, what is it? Eighty-six again, huh?
2: Uh, around 86. If I add the extra games, I think there's a lot more. But uh, I do kind of want to see my wife sometime tomorrow. So.
3: Yeah. You know, you're working. No, I'm kidding. I'm um, <laughs> all right, buddy. As always, appreciate the time. We'll talk again on Friday.
2: Take it easy. Have a fantastic week.
3: There we go. So if you want to go check out the YouTube channel show, it's coming up at the top of the hour. Go give a follow um, at side Doc Sports over on Twitter. And Instagram, you can go check them out. Rafael Esparza. Quick break. Daniel Salerson. Pels take on the Mavericks. We had a caller earlier. I don't know if he went Charles Barkley guarantee, but he said the Pells are winning tonight. They take on the Dallas Mavericks to wrap up a four-game road trip. We'll talk to D Sal next on ESPN New Orleans.
6: It was the season of cheer and joy filled the town, except for Scrooge with his perma-frown. The gift of a Peloton bike touched his soul without doubt.
4: Work, work, work
1: Peloton!
6: When your workout's a joy, it's a joy to work out. You can do it! The original Peloton bike at our best price ever, $39 a month. All access membership separate. Terms apply. See website for details. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? So your headlights are getting dim? With the seasons changing, now's a great time
3: to change them. Upgrading your headlights can ensure you'll be safe and ready to handle darkness and fog. Oh,
6: and we recommend replacing in pairs. That way you won't have uneven lighting over time. You can get all of your lighting needs fast with our next day delivery and free same-day store pickup. Getting the job done
3: just got easy. Get in
6: zone, AutoZone. Restrictions and details at AutoZone.com.
3: DraftKings Sportsbook is coming soon to Louisiana and it won't be long until you can bet on all of your favorite sports from the comforts of your own home. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. No deposit required. DraftKings is bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top rated sportsbook apps. DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code LAROSE when you sign up. Those who sign up right now will get $100 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting hits Louisiana. That's code LAROSE to get $100 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-70-STOP. 21 and over. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms
6: and conditions. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports? That's how they talk in the Major League.
0: Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Katangal.
3: Welcome back. Sports Hangover. Got a game tonight right here in your home for Pelicans basketball. ESPN New Orleans Pelicans taking on the Mavericks. 730 is your tip time over in Big D. D Sal. Does anybody call you D Sal? Did I just make that up? Daniel Sallerson of the Pelicans radio network.
7: No, a few people have called me D Sal in the past, uh, so you're not okay. alone.
3: No, I right, just making sure. I didn't know if that. Um, so I played Willie Green a little bit earlier, and this is what he had to say after practice yesterday. His thoughts on the Pel's 10 games in now.
0: I thought for seven and a half to maybe eight games, we we, we really played um, well and we gave ourselves opportunities to win games. That's the important part. is Are we giving ourselves an opportunity last five minutes of the game to beat, to put ourselves in a position to win? And for the most part, we did that. Uh, the second half of Golden State, we didn't do it. In the first two games of the season, we didn't do it. So evaluating the first ten games, I like what I saw from our team. I like like our hunger, and I like our ability to to take what we're learning in film and on practice floor and put it in the game.
3: What is your assessment of the team that's 1-9 right now through the first 10 games?
7: Yeah, I mean, if I had it graded, it would be an incomplete. I think that's more so for the injuries that the Pelicans have dealt with, and I don't think that's an excuse. I think that's just the reality that the Pelicans are facing. You know, when you haven't had Brandon Ingram for the last few games, Uh, Herb Jones, who's been vital in the starting lineup you haven't had for the last couple of games, and of course Zion Williamson you haven't had all season long. I think it's hard to grade, but if you're talking about the team on the court, uh, I I mean, I kind of agree with Willie's assessment as far as they have put themselves in position to win games, Um, but when you don't have Zion and B.I., it's kind of hard for them to close out those games when you really don't know who who you're going to. So I think Friday night was pretty frustrating because you're up four or down four at halftime, and then all of a sudden you lose by 41 points. So, uh, Devontae Graham said the best half of the game. They just didn't play together in quarters three and four. And, you know, normally we see a calm, cool, and collected Willie Green. And I think he still stayed pretty poised during his post-game right. press conference on Friday night. But you could tell visibly that he was pretty upset and frustrated with his team based on how they played in that second half. So, um, before that, I was okay. I mean, you're, you're playing hard and you're, you're playing yeah. together. And that's really all you can ask for, shorthanded. And now it's just, you know, trying to pick up these pieces and see if you can, you know, scrounge some wins together.
3: You know, I'm watching that game, and look, I'll be honest with you, right? I tuned it in, and I'm like, oh, get to see Steph Curry and his team that's now 8-1. and one. Golden State's pretty good. You can see it. They're, the depth. But, man, I every time I, I turn him on, yes, Curry is, is an incredible watch. But – Man, is there a better basketball player all the way around? You may or may not like the attitude, or you may or may not like what do you think he is like. Draymond Green's just ridiculously important on that team, isn't he? I mean, like, I'm trying to think of another player that's even remotely like him, what he does on the offensive end, the defensive end, the passing, the assist, the emotion. I mean, that guy's incredible.
7: Yes, the the basketball IQ is what really gets me, he plays hard. Um, every possession so you're right he he is one of the more valuable guys on that team he's also one of those guys that you would love on your team but you hate to play against and I think that's kind of the way I would describe him I can't stand him as an opposing player but if you told me that he would come to the Pelicans and I'd say welcome aboard and so yeah I mean they're a really solid team and they're doing all this without Clay Thompson still um, and also James Weissman you know their top pick from uh, last year so It's going to be interesting to see how Golden State fares out once they get healthy. But, I mean, yeah, they are a really good team. But when you're only down four at the half and then you lose by 41, it's more than just the other team playing better. It's (laughs) an execution standpoint on the Pelican side. And, yeah, they scored the Warriors had 18 threes. And I know you have Steph Curry, but Jordan Poole went off. He was your leading scorer that night. And there was just times missed assignments on defense where the guys that were open for three are the ones that you need to be testing. So I think those are the frustration points that Willie talks about when talking about his team after that game.
3: Well, you have to go into the down four and then lost by 41 thing. Daniel Salerson's against <laughs> Sports Radio Network. It's a Monday after the loss to the Falcons. Um Daniel, look, I, I guess I can look at it like this as well. It's four-game road trip, right? And you start at Phoenix, they're five and three and fourth. The Kings are five and five and eighth, but you can see that that's a pretty good team. And Golden State's eight and one. They're the top in the West, the best record in the NBA. And tonight you take on Dallas, currently the third seed, six and three. I thought it was going to be a gauntlet road trip, but you literally are playing four teams right now in the playoffs. And if I do the math correctly, three of the top four in the Western Conference.
7: Yeah, I mean, the schedule has not done you any favors for most of this season, but at the same time, you know, the good teams are the ones that find ways to win. I'm not saying this team is, you know, going to be bad all season long, look, we have to wait to see what happens when these guys get back, but, um, you know, the fact that you were in these games shows that you could pull out some wins on this road trip, and that, frankly, you needed to um, when you were heading into this, you know, road trip at 1-6, you know, you your hope was you weren't coming back here 1-10, and there's a chance that you could do so tonight. Um, maybe you do turn things around against Dallas. But, yeah, you're, you're facing some good teams. But the Kings are a team that's a very winnable game, and you were playing very good basketball against them in that first half. And then, as we mentioned, the second half, things unraveled. Same goes for Phoenix. You were dominating that first half against Phoenix. So you had opportunities, especially with them out DeAndre, without DeAndre Ayton, and you weren't able to pull it off. So I'm not trying to see all doom and gloom here. Um, the Warriors game was the one that you basically were were not in it for for most of the game, besides you know parts of the first second quarter. But um, it, it gets pretty frustrating, especially with with the teams you're playing, because you know you're trying to get that you know you got over the hump against Minnesota to get that one win. Now you're trying to just get the monkey off your back of, of not you know riding a six game losing streak, and yet you're walking into the Golden State Warriors arena, and you're walking into Dallas, tonight and figuring, man, when is the next win going to come? It could be on Wednesday against OKC, who have been the Lakers twice, but then you have Brooklyn and Memphis coming in. So in the NBA, I mean, there's there's really no easy team out there, and it's showing right now. But at some point, this team is going to have to figure out a way to win, and, and maybe that is tonight. Who knows?
3: Now, And look, I mean, you bring it up, and it's what we talked about at the beginning of the season. I, I think the NBA is as talented as it's been in a while, and every night you got some good teams and, and some games you're going to see. I mean, I, I, I jokingly, the beginning of – the show said, hey, if there's a bright spot for you is the Lakers only have four more wins than you. And right now they're the I mean the almighty Lakers. Um Look, Washington is a surprise right now, right, with what they're doing. You're about to play them twice here before the uh, November 24th is the second game you're going to play them. Memphis, you know, is going to be tough. Brooklyn's good. Oklahoma City's beaten the Lakers twice. So, look, it just... You're just going to have to find a way to win, Daniel. It's just the way you look at it. It's not like you're walking in and playing the eight team right now. You just you have to find a way to win.
7: Yeah, absolutely. And I think this team has been through a lot now where, you know, these guys have had to learn how to play new roles. I think that's the big thing that is probably one of the biggest reasons why they haven't been able to put up uh, some wins in these last six losses because, you know, guys you're relying on so much are are not what this team was using them for. Jonas Valanciunas was not built to be the number one guy on your team in offense. Um, He is right now, and you're having to rely on him to play heavy, heavy minutes with Jackson Hayes not getting any run right now and Billy Hernan Gomez being now your your starting center. So Jonas, instead of being your third or fourth option, becomes your number one option. Devontae Graham, who was going to be relied on, okay, when Zion clears space and and B.I. does his thing, you're going to be sitting there behind three-point arc and hit a bunch of shots. Now Devontae Graham is asked to create and not saying he can't, But he's had to force up a lot of tough shots. And so when you watch this team on the half-court offense, it just doesn't look as comfortable as it would with a fully healthy roster. And then Herb Jones, who all of a sudden is is guarding the best player on the other team, has not been on the court, either due to concussion or hurting his ankle. So there's some things that are out of your control. um, But at the same time, it's guys that are are having to adjust their roles on the fly and with, you know, practices in between and, you know, they've already played in a few back-to-backs. They're going to complete another one this weekend. The Pelicans have three back-to-backs on Fridays and Saturdays in the month of November. So they're knocking out a ton of their back-to-backs early. There just hasn't been a ton of time to work on stuff. There is. They're going to do light work. It's not a full practice now that they're in season mode. So I think that's the thing that people need to understand, too, is you have guys that are playing in different roles and positions that maybe they weren't going to be playing in when they were working all the stuff during training camp.
3: I think was frustrating and also, look, you, you don't ever want to sit there and try to make a bigger deal out of something that isn't. But Daniel, the season is still early. At the same time, at the end of this month, it will no longer be from this aspect. You got 13 games left in this month. Game 14, uh, left, uh, will be December 1st. In other words, the 14th game coming up will be December 1st. I'm trying to get to 500. I, right, right now, if I can get somehow to 500, before the end of the calendar year, that that needs to be my goal right now. If not, I mean, Daniel's just uh, it's just gonna you're gonna have to win like thirty or forty. I mean, you're gonna have to win a ton of games come January to even sniff that play in game. I think from this aspect of it, that I know Zion's not coming back probably till after Thanksgiving, right? I mean, that because that's the time frame: two to three weeks to he gets scanned, then he has to practice, then he can go. So I'm just me, me. Realistically, looking at December first. Well, in that time, in those thirteen games, if I'm one in nine, so I'm eight from, you know, five hundred. Daniel, I got to win six at least, man. I like I. They have to win some games here this month. If not, it's not going to matter when Zion comes back. And that's why getting Brandon Ingram back soon is key.
7: Yeah, I agree. And the scary part is, I'm staring at the November schedule, and you're looking at teams that are over five hundred that you're facing. Um, there's only I think two right now that are under, and that's Indiana and Oklahoma City. And again, I haven't looked at Indiana, so they may be above or right at it. But everyone else, you're playing the Jazz twice, you're playing the Clippers twice, you're playing the Wizards twice. I'm sorry, the Timberwolves are under 500 too. I think they are. Again, I have been lost track. But
3: you but can't what beat I'm them. <laughs>
7: getting at the Miami, the Miami Heat, you're playing too. So yes, you're right. You know, you can't be three and twenty. You can't be six and twenty-two like the Pelicans were two years ago. Um, riding a 13-game losing streak and expect to get back in it. You're going to have to eventually chip away. But at the same time, this team can't look at the November schedule like we can. They have to start with tonight and go from there. Just get the one win. Get the, all right, we're at least heading home on a positive note. Right. You know, it seems like it was such a daunting thing, but you lose only two games, you know, as far as going to one and three on the road trip. Then they have a chance to start a winning streak with Oklahoma City on, on Wednesday. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's, it's early. You want to say that. But at the same time, when we get to December, like you mentioned, you can't say it's early anymore because the rest of the NBA team is not waiting for you to get signed back. They're not waiting for you to get Brandon Inger back. They're trying to gain as many games as you can, so maybe when this team is healthy and they go on the run, it might be too little too late. So, no, I don't want to push the, the season is over button right. um, because we are only 10 games in, but this team has to get some string some wins together and get an easier said than done. Um, but, again, it starts with tonight and see how they react. I mean, can this team play hungry and desperate for 48 minutes, not 24? I think that's the big focus with the world right now. All right, we
3: know they got Luka. Who needs to have a big game for the Pelicans tonight?
7: Man, if he can get Nikhil, Nikhil, Nikhil Alexander-Walker going tonight as far as the offense, because you can just tell he's just struggling. And, you know, he's not afraid to shoot the ball, but you wonder mentally whether, you know, when he's starting to put up these shots, is he still being less aggressive now that, you know, The shots are not falling in. You know, if you can get a good game out of him, um, I think that would be huge for the Pelicans tonight. So, yeah, you got Luka. You got, um, you know, Tim Hardaway, Jr. I mean, this is a talented team, but at the same time, the numbers that you look at offensively, you know, scoring, they're 25th in the league, Pelicans 26th. They're dead last in assists, which means they're very ISO-based. They don't turn the ball over, but they're 26th in field goal percentage. They're 27th in three-point percentage, and they're 28th in free-throw percentage. This is not a team that, even though it's 6-3, and three, is overwhelming you with power on offense and on defense. So, um, yeah, if you don't have Brandon Ingram and Herb Jones, it's still going to be tough. But, you know, trapping Luka, trying to find different ways to defensively stop them and not do just one thing for him because guys like Luka can adjust, like Chris Paul did the other day against New Orleans. You have to figure out different creative ways to get going. But for the Pelicans, to answer your question, Nikhil Alexander-Walker is a walker, guy that I want to see get going tonight.
3: There it is. D. Salerson, you're going to have the pregame show, sir, coming up at 7 o'clock, and then we'll see you soon enough yet again here at home as the Pelicans will return back to New Orleans following the game against the Mavericks tonight, right here on your home for Pelican's Basketball ESPN New Orleans. Thank you, Dee.
7: Anytime, guys. Talk to you later.
3: I'm just going to try different nicknames and see which one sticks. D. Sal, there he is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> there
7: he is. I called we more. are this
3: season. There we are. <laughs> Thank you, bud. Yes, yeah, no problem quick break we come back your phone calls and uh we'll hear more from your new orleans saints i'm just i just i'm trying i'm trying today lost <laughs>
5: want more from your bank open a cajun pride checking account at state bank and trust company and enjoy the benefits unlimited check writing overdraft protection online banking mobile banking debit card id theft assistance safe deposit box discounts prescription drug discounts shopping travel entertainment discounts and much more call or come in for more information about applicable fees and terms state bank and trust company cajun banking served just the way you like it State Bank and Trust Company, member FDIC. Do you know that Rouse's Markets has their own digital coupons? Digital coupons are coupons that you can access online. Get offers for your favorite national brands at www.rouse's.com and redeem them at any Rouse's Markets. With Rouse's Markets digital coupons, there's no need to keep track of paper coupons anymore. Everything is online. Just present your phone number At checkout, digital coupon Just one more way you save, shopping at Rouse's Markets.
3: Experience the history at the Destrehan Plantation Fall of It this weekend from 9 till 4. Then shop till you drop with our art and craft vendors. See our authentic 1840 Mule Barn filled with antique treasures. Enjoy the Cajun Creole Food Park, children's activities, period craft demonstrations, and live music Saturday. Featuring Kayla Woodson followed by Ray Foray and Foray Tradition. And Sunday's Kevin Gallage followed by Buckwheat Zineco. So take a step back. Back into history at the Destrehan Plantation Fall Event, 13034 River Road in Destrehan.
4: About
0: a hot take. Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Cattengill
3: You know, it's just the loss that we're dealing with always be the Raiders. Not only did you deal with the John Gruden situation, they lost yesterday and now they've released cornerback Damon Arnett. If you have any idea why, just go ahead and search. David Arnett on Twitter, apparently last night after the game, he he posted a video, 36 seconds to what I found, of him uh, threatening fans, I guess, that were threatening him. I can't play it due to language. But in the video, I counted at least five different weapons. He points at the camera saying, if you come here, I'll kill you. <laughs> probably not what you want to do. Probably not anything you should do. And the Raiders probably thought that as well. He is now unemployed. Oh. <sighs> Stay off of the Twitter, man. Everyone gets all bent out of shape, man. Everybody gets like, you know what? Whatever. Just stay off of it. Stay off of it. From that perspective. And at the same time, goodness. On both sides, huh? It's a game. It's a game. But yeah, the 2020 first-round draft pick posted a video of himself threatening Someone and showing multiple guns and he is now gone. Some impressive weaponry, I will say. <laughs> some, um, some impressive weaponry. All right. So that's what's happening, uh, <laughs> elsewhere in the NFL. I mean, a loss to the Falcons seems insignificant when it comes to that. At least you have a little bit better of a locker room. Now, Dan Arlosky this morning again, OBJ. It's waiver time right now for Odell Beckham Jr. Teams have got to claim him first. We went over this on Thursday and Friday. The Saints are, what, 23rd. The Bengals are ahead of them. Then you have to have the cap space, and the Saints are dead last. So, uh, I'm sorry, 31st. I think the Falcons are dead last in cap space. So, Dan Campbell of the Lions has come out 19 minutes ago, so they're not putting in the claim. Yesterday... Beckham's reps, let it be clear, to all of those teams that stink, that are at the top of the waiver list, it goes by record. It goes by record. If you don't know what the waiver, it's, the teams with the worst record have that first chance to get somebody, the teams with the last rec- best record are last, right? It makes sense. like the draft. Think of the NFL draft. That's the waiver wire, essentially. Um But there's $7 million you're going to have to pick up. Not many teams, if any, are going to spend one, two, even if they have it, seven mil. The ones that do, like the Jags, have 28 mil under the cap, Beckham's representatives have come out and said, look, there could be consequences, as in he's not showing up. So the demands are, essentially, I call them demands because that's what's been put out in the report. It needs to be a winning organization and a playoff contender. Here's Dan Arvlowski this morning.
0: Browns team that I expected to see all offseason. Far and away, the quarterback's best game. Far and away, the coach's best game.
3: It's also the number one question that had to get answered this week by this football team. Are we better without Odell Beckham? All right, so I've been on that for about two years. I think they're a better football team without Odell. That is not saying Odell is a bad player, okay? I think the the head coach in football, we live in a world where – one of the best sayings is players over plays. I get that.
0: That's not why you hired Kevin Stefanski. That's just not how Kevin Stefanski has learned to run plays and call plays under Gary Kubiak and Mike Shanahan and all those. That offense has
3: always been about plays over players. Absolutely. And that that's not a knock on
0: Odell, no, right? No, it's no. just no, – and you, you can right. watch it. I'm actually going to do a touch screen today on Get Up
1: of the perfect example of how it is about the play over the player –
3: so again, I know a lot of Saints fans are go get him. And I five drops in the first half. I understand. You know, how I feel about this. I, I don't know if he's as good as a receiver as he was a couple years ago when he came to fame and how he was pre Browns or you remember the Giants leaving there? All of that. And I just think it brings a lot to the locker room. That's me. Now granted, I did watch the game yesterday. And no one can catch. I mean, I understand. I really do. I still don't do it. That's just me. But they did make a phone call, so clearly, what do I know? The Saints explored it. Coach Sean Payton yesterday on the drop sees.
4: Yeah, well, well, it wasn't just receivers. I saw other guys dropping balls.
3: Adam Troutman. Um, He was asked if they could have defended the final play any better.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Yes, you want to stay on top of your coverage in that situation. You know we're playing a three deep zone, so.
3: Maddie's currently looking at the clip. Jordan's trying to find. I'm trying to find out what who had the cover three. She's sending me photos right now of the video she's looking at. It, you, you look at the the play lining up. So if I can describe it to you, yeah, Patterson all the way at the top. Adebo's two yards off of him, the line of scrimmage. And you have another Saint player at the zero of the 30 yard line, I guess, who's covering the inside slot guy. Got a backer, looks like Quan and Cam Jordan coming in off the left side, the pressure, noodle arm. Demario's in the middle. Marcus Williams is on the, if I, if the Saints are looking left to right, right? Cause they're looking towards the arena. Williams is on the right hash mark. If you're looking at it from the TV side, the near hash mark. So Jenkins is somewhere around. I think it was Jenkins' own. Because you do see him get there towards the end. I'm just seeing if Williams could have gotten there. Somebody blew it. I mean, I don't. Looks like it might have been Jenkins. Bradley time in, and I think you have to take a chance at Odell. Desperate time is called for desperate measures, right? I mean, again, I understand the need and go for it. I just, you know, you hope that you have a locker room that will keep it in check. Um you know, Facts are facts, though. I mean, same team, same quarterback that was thrown under the bus all last week. He's terrible, can't make reads, can't make throws. Put up 41. The injury to C.D. Deuce. Look like an angel's carted off.
4: Coach? Look, he's a good football player, and it's um, it's always difficult when you lose a starter like that. Um, so we had to make some adjustments, and hopefully he can get back on the field quicker than uh, later. But, yeah, that's tough. No update. We'll get, keep you guys posted.
3: Keep you posted. Uh, Bradley with a follow-up. You know, Michael Thomas likes to tweet a lot. Has some strong uh, emotions and feelings and kind of dealt with that. Yeah, I know. I, I agree with you, Bradley. At the same time, see, lots of Saints fans said trade him. So, I mean, and he's been a bit of a headache. I, look, again, I. You know, all this would be helped if they just actually caught the football. Let me just catch the football. That's it. That's, that's all I'm saying. Can somebody just catch the ball? Uh, It was so disheartening as they did. They did it in the fourth quarter. They just didn't do it in the first three quarters. (laughs) Oh, that first half was frustrating. I mean, seriously, frustrating. Thought Trevor played well. I don't know. The lack of playmaking means you have to go take some hell. Again, noncommittal. Coach Sean Payton earlier today when asked if Trevor is your starter next week, hour two is in the books, hour three next on ESPN New Orleans.